0: I understand what that song means now. I gotta go back and listen to that song. See, I ain't understand the song. We sing songs, don't he understand? I'm telling you, Zion is calling hit different when you actually move into a higher place. It hit different. We the hit different when you actually exalt God. Episode... 148 Real Church Matters where we talk real church matters because real church matters. I'm forced Hall. How are you? I hope you're well. I'm doing great. I can't complain about anything. God has been so good. He's been awesome to me. I know he's been awesome to you. I'm saying he's been awesome to me, having still many, many things that aren't the way I would like them to be in my life. Dealing with many, many things that don't always make me feel good. And still, God is good. We can't deny that. I hope you don't deny that. I hope you're grateful enough, content enough, appreciative enough, can see clearly enough to see how awesome God is in the midst of not-so-awesome circumstances. Yeah... As always, housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com, or just search Real Church Matters and whatever your favorite streaming app is. And uh, yeah, listen, share it with people. I appreciate everybody listening. The uh, listenership is expanding. Um, I would love for it to be more in America. Uh, in America. But I'll take it wherever it's at So yeah like shout out to uh, Ireland and uh, Ghana And all the places That I'm getting a great amount Of listenership from So uh, I love that And I hope you guys are spreading it Maybe you're the reason that Those international areas are listening But Spread it to your family Share it, to, share it with your friends All that very soon, I'll be having the obedience over audience T-shirts out. I'm finally gonna do it. Um, also making headway with a lot of other stuff uh, with the COVID time and and business not being as booming. I'm making use of my time, I'm investing in eternity. Know investing in yourself and making money is just half of the the, the thing that we do in, in this earth. So I prioritize investing in eternity and doing things that build God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so, shout out to everybody. Just doing the same. Hope you are. This is episode one forty eight. Shout out to Solomon, that was a great episode last week um, Love my nephew Many more conversations with him to come Let's get to it Shall we? So this, today, we're going to talk about minds We're going to talk about minds, I have to talk about minds Um, So I got a question for you So for everybody that suffers from anxiety or um, from anger or whatever feeling that is very intense for you right now, I want you to ask yourself, why do you think you can think on just anything and not feel just about everything? I'll say that again. Why do you think you can think on just about anything and not feel just about everything? When you're dealing with great, intense anger, when you're dealing with uh, fear and when you're dealing with frustration, when you're dealing with anger, when you're dealing with anxiety and depression, you have to understand the Bible clearly lets us know why we're dealing with those things. And in letting us know why we deal with them, it also lets us know how to deal with them. So what I'm saying is, is that your mission is to guard your mind, and your mission to guard your mind has little to do with protecting your mind from people. It has very little to do with protecting your mind from what you, what you uh, watch or listen to. It has everything to do with you protecting your mind from thoughts. And the reason all those stimuli are very important that we are careful what we stimulate our minds with is because that stimulation produces thought. But sometimes it's hard for us to explain it when we are paying attention to something that is not the root. The reason I watch what I listen to, the reason I watch what I watch, the reason I'm careful about who I talk to and who I listen to talk to me is because. Of what it stimulates The type of thoughts that it stimulates And why would I create more thoughts That I have to deal with Do you know what I'm saying It's like inviting somebody over your house And you know they got roaches You know we always say that We we never say the roaches are in our house Because of us We say you know my aunt came by And she had roaches or whatever But the reality is, is that I I, I don't need to be inviting things that stimulate thoughts that will put me in just about every emotion possible. And since we know this, we have the answer, but we have to really deal with it. You don't need to be selective about people or exclusive or protective if you don't know what you're doing it for. I'm guarding my heart from thoughts. I'm not guarding my heart from people. I'm not guarding my heart from engagement in this world. I'm guarding my heart from things that stimulate thoughts that will take me to a place of feeling something I don't want to feel. Let me give you some examples here. Scripture tells us to think on these things. But before it does in Philippians chapter four, verse eight, it says in the verse above it in verse seven. Philippians chapter four, verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. It's not so much me that guards my heart. It's me allowing the peace of God To guard my heart in order for the peace of God to occupy a place, I cannot allow anything else to occupy that place. That's why the scripture tells us to cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself, makes itself more present and aware in your heart, and your mind, against the knowledge of Christ Jesus. What we know about Christ gives us peace, gives us peace. Really, you know, when we are so anxious about our first day of work is because we don't know what to expect. You know what I mean? That anxiety. Is out of not knowing. And alternatively, who you are and how you interact and how you feel about that job a year later, is going to be more confident. More comfortable, less anxiety because you've been there for a year now. You know more. You know what to expect. You don't feel the anxiety as you head into work because you know. The first game jitters is different than your 20th year in the league. All of this is because we know. And alternatively, that's how it should be when we know more about God. It should give us a sense of of peace. I should be less concerned on how I'm going to eat when I know God is a provider. I should be less concerned with what people say when I know God gets the final say. I should be less concerned with the things that are happening in this world, even the idea of physically dying because of what I know about God and His plan. That's how the God of peace guards our hearts. It guards our hearts against the things that stimulate fear in our lives. Unfoundedly, it guards our hearts against all types of situations that constantly are presenting to us a level of doubt. I just was sharing with my brother about fear and we look at fear and we see uh We'll 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 constantly put ourselves in positions where we think things are bigger than they are. This is a perceptive situation. This is about perspective. And my perspective is shifting when I walk in fear, not because there's something to be afraid of, but because I have made something to be afraid of. Case in point, God tells the people to go and subdue the land or take the land they were down to do that in as much as they walked their way to this land they sent spies out the spies come back and they say there's giants they say it as if they don't they think that God didn't know what was already in the land when he told them to go take the land because he said it's theirs the reality is, is that what they saw stimulated. Fear. Same thing with us. What we see stimulates fear. That's why it says faith is the opposition of fear. And this says the faith is not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight that excludes sight from the circle of faith. He says that when they saw the giants, they came back f- afraid and not understanding how they could conquer these giants. That's the reality is that we are supposed to not take any thought. Take any thought to what we see. Take any thought to our situation. In doing that, we actually allow a God of peace. To guard our hearts from anxiety, from fear, from depression, from ang- from anger. It, it, it's really breaking it down so simple. But I, I, I don't want to. I, I want you to challenge yourself in this sense. Look at Luke chapter five, verse 22. In Luke chapter five, verse 22, it says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, See, Jesus said as a man, what the Bible says, as a man think of, so is he. So when Jesus is perceiving their thoughts, he is not using his sight. He understands that looking at a person is not necessarily defining where they presently are at. And so he perceived their thoughts. This is a different type of looking. This is a looking that does not involve eyeballs. This is a looking that involves insight. So he perceived their thoughts and he answered them saying, what reason ye in your hearts? What was he saying? What are you thinking about? See, reasoning is the way that we manufacture or engage with the production of thoughts. He says, you guys are reasoning things in your hearts that they're not good. Why? He's asking them why. Why do you reason these things? I'm using this scripture because this scripture goes perfectly with Matthew 6 and 25, where he sees some other people reasoning. And instead of asking them why they're reasoning, he tells them what they should not be doing. He tells them the type of reasoning they're doing this wrong. He says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Take no thought. That means accept no thought in regards to how you will eat, how you will drink, how you will Tend to your body. What you put on, he says, is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. He said, I want you thinking about the totality of life, and not the small sliver of life. I don't want you totally consumed with just one fraction of your life. The body is more than what you wear. Life is more than what you eat. He says, take no thought to it. Reason not. I mean, when we say don't worry about it, we're, we not, we're saying these things. But we don't understand what he's saying. He's saying, don't worry about it. He's telling you to guard your heart. Guard your heart from what you accept in it. Guard your heart from thoughts that take you away from the reality that you've come to know. If I say that God is my provider. I am saying that the thought of how anything will happen in my life is of no concern of mine's, and is all the concern of his. What is the concern of mine? I should take thought into work, how to be better at it, how to be more consistent with it, how to develop my skills in it. That's what I was told to do. I was told to work. Man shall work by the sweat of his brow. I need to take thought to that. For those of you who are trying to figure out, like, how am I going to make it? How am I going to afford this? Or how am I going to pay the bills next week? Work. Take no thought as to how. Just do the what. And have contentment in that. Know your part. If you are not working right now, you must work. When I say that, I want to make sure I qualify that. How? Where? When? It's up to you. But you should work. So if you say you're not going to work a nine to five, you need to work something. You should not be at home doing nothing. Nothing. You should be working something. If you say I'm not I'm not built for a nine to five, that's fine. But that means that you are committing yourself to working. If you're not working in some regard, you're being disobedient to the thing that you were told to take thought of. You were told to work. You were not told to sit and work your mind trying to figure out how you're going to eat, how you're going to drink, how you're going to sleep. You're supposed to be putting your mind to work. I'm supposed to be taking thought not just to the matters of life's business, but the matters of the father's business. If I do those two things, if I mind my business, mind, reason with my affairs, the things that I should tend to, that's how I guard my mind. My mind is protected through obedience. That's how the God of peace guards my mind. That's how he protects my mind, not from people, y'all. We put so much on people. We we say, man, everybody just be gossiping. Like, okay, they gossip. That doesn't mean you do. Oh well, when people call me, they come call me with all types of mess. How am I supposed to? It's not that hard. You explain to them the reality. I have to guard my heart. I have to guard what I allow to stimulate my heart. I, I was just talking to somebody and they were telling their um, sibling about all the mess that was going on. I'm like, you got to be careful about what you are sharing with people because we are stimulating people. And what are we stimulating them towards? Worry, anger, frustration. We have to be careful with that because that's not biblical. And so sometimes people feel like they should be able to vent. And at one point I had an uh, unrealistic expectation of myself and a perspective of me as a minister, like I was supposed to be this indestructible, solid rock for people. And we don't even understand what it means to be a solid rock for people. I'm a solid rock, but I'm not a wastebasket. I'm a solid rock, but I'm not a toilet. If you put things that are nasty on me, it's going to stink and it's going to affect me. I'm not in the business of letting people vent and tear people, other people down and just go on and on. I have to watch how I even talk and I can't get into venting and being frustrated. I have to be careful about what I allow to stimulate my heart. I have to uh, take no thought. I have to be careful about how I reason in my heart so that the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, how is it that the peace of God surpasses all understanding? The peace of God takes no thought to what you understand about the world around you. The peace of God takes no thought to where you understand about the words that people are saying or their actions towards you. The peace of God takes no thought as to how you understand how life works or how unfair it is or racism. It takes no thought to that. It just guards your heart from all of it. That's how we, we say peace that surpasses all understanding. This peace that, I look and people say, why, why are you at peace with this? I, had a, I lost a great deal of work that I've been spending time on um, just through just working while being very tired and making a poor decision, deleting something I shouldn't have deleted. And I kept thinking about all the work that I did and how it's gone. And I'm going to tell you, just that very thought stimulated frustration, stimulated anger, stimulated sadness. And I realized I got to get it together. I cannot be. I cannot do this to myself. I cannot lower the gates of my mind to accept thoughts that stimulate feelings. You got to know why you feel the way you feel and attach them and figure out and forensically break down where these thoughts are coming from. And when you understand where those thoughts are, you got to pinpoint them and say, Y'all got to get out of here. I'm not letting you. I, the source of my frustration was me thinking about all the time I spent and how stupid it was that I made that decision and wishing I could go back just fantasizing, thoughts just going to places where I, I, I did not do it. And and all of that, that's meditation, that's rehearsing these thoughts, and these thoughts stimulate feelings. And so I just put those thoughts away and cast them down. I started thinking about how the same way I made all of that music for six months, for seven months actually, the same way I made all that music for seven months, in the next seven months I can make a whole lot more. Because in the last six years, I've made a whole lot more. And that's the beautiful thing about it is that once I started thinking about who I am, who God has afforded me to be. And the beauty of the gift that he's given me. Why am I going to sit and pout about losing six months when I got The next six months to do even better than what I did. But these are this is not me psyching myself out. These are real thoughts that are based on real truth, but they do not acknowledge things that I can't control. And do not allow other thoughts to stimulate. Why would I want to think on things that stimulate frustration and anger and sadness? I am responsible for that. And so that quick, I was able to get to sleep. I was able to wake up in a better mindset. People ask me how I was doing. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's frustrating. that that happened, But, you know, we moving on. Take no thought. This is how this is how other people will look and say, man, I don't know how you handled that. I handled it because I no longer handled the thoughts attached to it. Let's look a little further. So like we said, going into verse eight, it says of Philippians four, verse eight, it says, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true. Just think about what's true. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, we're not talking about just true in the sense of reality. If we were talking about what's true in the sense of reality, yeah, yeah let me sit and talk about how I lost all this work. But no, we're talking about talk about the things that are true for eternity. Talk about the things that are true as it relates to God. That's what I did. I started thinking about like, man, he's gifted me so much. Like I can do it all again. I can do it better. I've progressed over the years. I'm so grateful for what God has given me. I'm talking about what's true. I'm not talking about what happened and then starting to create scenarios and thoughts that are based on things that aren't true. We all do it. I was talking to somebody and I told them that they should um they should really get into their art and stuff. And their response was nobody wants this stuff. That was that was unfounded. It was based on no fact, no truth. It was based on no research. It was just based on a initial Response of what they've been rehearsing their whole life. It was sad to me. Because I know. Where that comes from. That comes from accepting thoughts. That stimulate feelings. That we begin to perceive to be true. But they are not true. Why? Because we don't know. It's the same reason why. The Indians thought that if they danced. It would ring because they saw something they didn't understand and put together how they actually was influencing it instead of understanding who God was. We do the same thing. You have such a run of bad luck and you see all these things that are happening. And so you start thinking to yourself and saying, man, I'm, I'm bad luck. I can't do things. It it doesn't work out for me. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not this. I'm not that. That, All of those things are based on you not understanding how you can do it because you're not understanding who God is in you. See, when you understand who God is in you because you have God in you, then the peace of that will surpass all understanding and it'll guard your heart and your mind. Look at what it says. He says, whatever things are true. Whatever things are just That means Right Righteous Whatever things are true And right And righteous To God Whatever is a just perspective When we say justice or just We're talking about What is right in the eyes Of the king Whatsoever things are pure Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue. And if there be any praise. Think on these things. See, if there be any, that means you got to you got to look. You got to look like an old prospector during the gold rush days. Like you, you just see a stream with a bunch of gravel and rocks and sediment but that's not what they saw. They went in there and they dug and and shifted, uh, uh, sifted through all of that rock and dirt and sediment and found gold. Is there anything in your life that you can sift through and find something of virtue, find something of praise? That's what I did in the midst of my messy, dirty situation where I lost a great deal of information. I began to sift instead of looking at the mess, commenting about the mess, meditating on the mess. I began to sift through the dirt to find the gold. That is the act of casting down. That is the act. Of true taking no thought. I'm taking I'm sifting through and I'm finding the gold. I'm finding the virtue in the situation. I'm finding the praise in the situation. I'm finding the good report in the situation. When you see people talking about, well, I'm about to be evicted. You take take no thought to that. Take thought into where you're going next and how you're going there. I love telling people to be mindful of how you got to where you are and then get excited about the fact that you know how to do it better now and start doing it. You might have to go through a rough patch, but it's okay. You know a better way now. This is taking no thought. This is this should this should really be helping you. If it's not helping you, I don't know what to tell you. This stuff is is powerful. Think on these things. He's not telling you to do anything but think. Meditate on those things. Allow those things in your heart. This is what the peace of God looks like. You want to know what the peace of God that surpasses understanding looks like? It looks like whatever's true, whatever's honest, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's of good report whatever is virtuous, and whatever is worthy of praise, he said, think on those things. No matter how bad life is to you, sift through that madness, sift through that mess, and find the things worthy of praise. Find the things that's worthy of praise to God. Thank you, God, even though life is not great right now, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to get it right. You know, I loved the perspective that that Michael Jordan had. He said, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. And that's a great perspective. He sifted through his failures and said, you know what? I didn't really lose. I just ran out of time. If I have time, look, God woke me up. He gave me more time. I got time. More seconds on the clock to to fix what's going on, to make myself better. It's all about it's all about perspective. That's really what we're talking about. But I want you to know, perspective is the act of God guarding your mind, fixing your perspective. Isaiah twenty six and three says, "Thou will keep him in perfect peace." Whose mind is stayed on thee. Do you understand that this scripture of Isaiah 26 and 3 goes hand in hand with Philippians 4 and 8. He's telling us to stay on him. And then Philippians 4 and 8 gives us very specifics of the character of God. This is the act of staying, having your mind stayed on God. What is it? When I'm thinking on what is true. When I'm thinking on what's honest. I'm not thinking about people because people ain't true and people ain't honest. I'm not thinking about my situation or this world. I'm not thinking about the injustices because they're, they're, those things are not true and those things are not honest. Not, not the truth of there is injustice, but the truth of that, that injustice can impact me beyond God's will. All of that stuff, we we start feeling like people control us, like people can destroy us, like people can. No, 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 no. Whatever happens to us, it is in the ultimate will of God. And whatever he does is not injustice, it's just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. This is why we have to have that conversation with, with, with our young black men is you can't. Uh, through your actions Avail yourself at the mercy of heartless people You have to move in this world wisely Knowing that there is not a just system That is looking to handle you Sometimes as kids like We can get so comfortable being bad Because we know all that's going to happen Is our parents are going to spank us but they're doing that out of love and patience and persistence and an understanding that they, you, you belong to them and it's their job to raise you. But you got to understand your parent is correcting you to see you be better. This world is correcting you to destroy you. There is no recidivism. There is not. No one's interested in rehabilitating you. People are interested in profiting off of your mess ups. People are interested in profiting off of your lack of intelligence and understanding. People are interested in profiting off of your disobedience of God. They're interested in profiting off of it. They're interested in destroying you because of it. You have to understand. You got to you have to change your mind. You have to change your mind. Please have that conversation with young people. You don't get to do whatever you want and then sit in a courtroom and think that this person is going to treat you like your mama or your daddy. They're not. You don't get to move in certain ways where you are at the mercy of police officers and thinks that they have honesty, trueness, love and justice in their hearts and minds. Operating the things of God, let his peace surpass your understanding. There's people they're so bent out of shape about the happenings in this world, and we have to be careful, even when it comes to Trump and all the things that are going on. And people are like, he's destroying the post office. That What does that have to do with your mind and what God has planned for your life? Focus on the things that's true. Please do. Go vote. Go engage in in public service. Go help and do all of that stuff. But please don't reason in your mind that these things influence who you are and how how you are. Don't do that. People killing themselves. Young man did. 34 years old did. I, I had some familiarity with, I've, I did some work and was in his, his circumference. Killed itself. Killed itself. Why? Because we introduce all this mess into our minds and then don't understand where all of these feelings come from. Things we weren't even supposed to engage with, that we were supposed to guard ourselves from. We see people dying to. I had somebody say, I told them, was talking to them about feelings and such. And they said, you want me to be a robot? No, I want you to understand that what you feel is based on what you think. And you should do a better job of protecting yourself of from thoughts that drive you into feeling these ways. Because you might. Not, not even you might. Anything we do driven by emotion is not godly and anything we do driven by emotion will lead us down a path of death whether physical spiritual or both second corinthians 10:5 says casting down imaginations these things are things that we imagine that means that we can visualize without ever seeing something truly Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. To what? To the obedience of Christ. I'm not just casting down thoughts that make me feel bad. I'm casting down the thoughts that don't line up with obeying Christ and obeying God's word. The thought about what I'm going to drink or eat tomorrow is a thought that comes against obeying Christ when he said, take no thought. I'm dealing with my nephew right now and I'm trying to challenge him on his thoughts, what he's aware of, what he's paying attention to. The worlds that we create through imagination that are not the true worlds that we should exist in. The feelings that come from those things are not real. You know, and I know tons of people who deal with paranoia, who deal with how they see the world. That's coming from their thoughts. Paranoia is not just a matter of of coming out of the thin blue sky. It is because of thoughts. I want you to understand it's kind of like you have a cup of cold water and all of a sudden you start seeing condensation. Now, that condensation is not the water seeping through the cup. It is a matter of the environment creating enough moisture to produce water molecules. When it's connected, hot and cold create condensation. So sometimes we'll look and say, man, that cup is sweating. That cup ain't sweating. It is nothing of what is inside of it. it is everything of what is around it. And we have to understand the difference between water and condensation. God's God's word is is telling you that what you allow inside of you will produce something around you. Hmm. I don't even know if you get this. I don't know. It is what is in you that is producing something outside of you, even though they are two independent things. Your paranoia is based on your thoughts inside of you. The feelings that we see visually surrounding you is because of it emanating from you is because of what is inside of you. And it is coming out this way because of that dichotomy of what is being seen around you and what you are thinking inside of you. It's important that we wake up to these truths. No matter what you suffer from, no matter what you're dealing with in your emotionally. Understand. It is on you to realize this truth. You can't think on anything and think that you're going to not feel just about everything. You can't think. On just anything and think you're not going to feel just about everything. Guard your mind like you guard access to your phone. See, you put a password on there. If somebody don't know the password they can't even get in. Let the peace of God be your password. Some of you are making bad decisions. I got family members, they making bad decisions and it's based on the fact that they are, their reasoning is off because of what they're reasoning. There are people who are mad at people that don't even know what you mad about because of your lack of reasoning. You got a lot of imagination. But you don't got a lot of wholeness in your heart. You don't got a lot of trueness. And our job is to get to that point That we understand That we are not supposed to be Just letting anything roll around in our hearts Because the feelings that will come from it Will be everything That's episode 140 Eight. Think on these things. If it's true, if it's honest, if it's just if it's pure, if it's lovely, if it's of good report. I mean if if it just it's good news from God. If there be any virtue, anything virtuous about a situation or about yourself. If there be any praise. Think on those things so that the God of perfect peace, which surpasses all understanding, can guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Man, I think this was a good episode. Shout out to all those who are dealing with anxiety. Dealing with paranoia, dealing with looking at situations that seem like they're real, but they're literally illusions and mirages created by your lack of faith in God. I wonder if the giants were even really giants. I remember when my dad, he uh, told me to take the trash out, and I looked out the backyard and there was rats everywhere. And I didn't want to take the trash out, and he made me go out there. And I appreciate that because in reality, we shouldn't be okay with people being afraid of things they should not be afraid of. Think of how small a rat is compared to how big I am, even at whatever age, whatever teenage age I was. The reality is, is that I should not fear that thing. And we shouldn't be allowed and made comfortable to fear what we are only fearing because we are looking at it the wrong way. That ain't a monster, that's a rodent. Same rodent that I had in my room. I had a, a hamster in a cage. They're from the same family. But one I was afraid of and the other I wanted. i telling you, my focus is all messed up, man. We got to start thinking clearly I want you to think clearly Episode 148 I don't know what I'm going to call this You'll see Yep Hey Before I go, one more thing Obedience over audience Love y'all We out